It's time for the Fantasy Points Podcast, brought to you by FantasyPoints.com. Top-level fantasy football and NFL betting analysis from every perspective and angle, from numbers to the film room, with a single goal to help you score more fantasy points. All across the fantasy universe, welcome one and all to the two-point stance powered by FantasyPoints.com. I'm your host, Brian Drake. Check me out on Twitter at Drake Fantasy. Joined, as always, by my main man, Joe Dolan, managing editor at FantasyPoints.com. He's on Twitter at FG underscore Dolan. Joe, I hear you're out on the golf course this week. I'm so jealous. I'm sitting here in the snow in Syracuse, New York, you know, writing the obituary for the Jim Bayheim era. You're out here, you know, striping them down the fairway. Not to say yeah. I'm jealous, but I'm pretty damn jealous. How are uh, you? Striping them down the fairway would be a huge exaggeration based on how <laughs> I played the other day. Uh, now, uh, I'm doing okay, Drake. It's beautiful here in South Carolina. Spring has arrived. It's going to rain this weekend if, the, if that upsets you. But I was outside grilling yesterday. And when I was grilling, uh, grilling up some barbecue chicken, I was thinking about the, the show today, the podcast today, what we were going to be talking about. Everybody loves hypotheticals, right? Yes. We love these short shelf life podcasts. Uh, this this <laughs> whole thing could be blown up by the time it's published. I don't even care. Um, but uh, at, at the very least, by Monday, Tuesday, you'll see if Drake and Dolan are right. Drake, we're to what do we want to see happen in free agency, man? It's uh, it, it. I can't believe it's here, but the NFL is. An, I know it's a cliche, but it is a twelve month sport, and they spread everything out just perfectly. Free agency and trades, then the draft, then uh. They, they really get their hooks into you, and they really do. They do. And I wrote an article about this with the 10 most desirable moves I'd want to see for fantasy football, and I was one for one. I hit the Derek card of the Saints. Woo! Hooray me. Uh, we'll get into that and this Lamar saga as we go along uh, as shows go through the offseason. But So what we're going to do, folks, today, 10 moves that we'd most like to see for fantasy football. I've got five. Joe's got five. If you've got some, put them in the YouTube chat. We'd love to see you comment on the show over at youtube.com slash fantasy points. Uh, put it maybe in your iTunes review of the show. Let us know. We'll read it. We'll comment on it. We'd love to see you guys interact. All right. Let me kick things off, Joe, with maybe my most controversial take. But I think it's the one that, well, really could happen and would have the biggest impact on fantasy football. And it's Mike Evans being traded to the Buffalo Bills. And my thought on this is Tampa Bay could be in a full-on rebuild, right? Evans is in the final year of his contract. He counts for 10% of the Bucks cap in 2023. Buffalo's desperate for somebody else to play alongside Stephon Diggs. I think they could get this done. Third, fourth round pick. I had people scoff at me, Joe, when I said that. They're like, what What are you talking about? Mike Evans has got to go for more than that. I look back and I, I did a little research here. Randy Moss, in his same age season, age 29, uh, in coming off his ninth year in the NFL, was traded from the Raiders to the Patriots for a fourth-round pick back in 2027. It, it's this basically the same age, same yeah. time frame. I mean, all I'm saying is, Look at what Gabe Davis didn't do in Buffalo, and look what Mike Evans could do in Buffalo. All you got to do is just go run deep. Take that safety, keep him high, let Josh Allen run his little uh, you know, QB scrambles, let Stephon Diggs eat up underneath. I think it's the perfect marriage and exactly what Buffalo needs to get over the top. I completely agree with that. Um, you know, Gabe Davis, I think the injury, by the way, did not help Gabe Davis, but he'll be much better suited as a three than a two. I love this move. 
I, I really do. Um, now, I will say the the price, the Randy Moss price, there is a bit of Randy, I think, being a malcontent involved in that price. Like, oh, is his career over? I do think Evans is going to go for more than that. I think this is the right move for the Buffalo Bills to make. I think Buffalo is going to be calling around on the, uh, the free agent market. I'm going to have a DeAndre Hopkins take here later, but DeAndre Hopkins, I think Brandon Cooks, Mike Evans, I... I would be surprised if one of these veteran receivers does not end up with the Buffalo Bills. I think they need one. Um, mm-hmm. If they don't get one, I think they're going to draft one. Um, not necessarily the draft class that, that that has an alpha dog in it. I don't think Buffalo needs an alpha dog, by the way. But if they can go get one, and it's somebody who can be affordable like Mike Evans in terms of draft compensation, makes a ton of sense for me. From a fantasy perspective, I would be so excited to draft Mike Evans in Buffalo. And I... And I'm not really sure where the markets would have him. Mm-hmm. I would think most would be in my corner. I think most would say I'm really excited to draft Mike Evans and he's going to go in the top 40 picks for fantasy. Um, but I think that would be the perfect kind of guy to just say, look, you're going to, you're in the twilight of your career. You've had a hall of fame career. Let's go try to win a, you, you a second Super Bowl, and let's try to win Buffalo. It's first Super Bowl. I think that's an easy sell for Mike Evans as well. You've got a pick here that if you've ever ha- had a television in your home, you have a phone in your pocket or a radio in your car, you might have heard of this possible move. And it's not earth shattering, but it's likely to happen. And for fantasy, it's pretty kick ass, Joe. And it's Aaron Rodgers of the Jets. Oh, yeah. And, and look, it, the reason everybody's talking about this is because it makes sense. It's not, is it great for the talking heads because Aaron Rodgers is a complete wackadoodle? Yes, of course it is. It, it, it's a, it, it, Aaron Rodgers going to New York is a perfect marriage. He's going to pull Francesa out of retirement if he does this. But oh, the Diet Cokes are on order. Let's go, DCs, baby. Yeah. Hey, what, the hand wave. I just hand waved you. Dude, the, <laughs> when he when he cuts the collar off. Um, Enough Francesa of this guy. Is the best. Um, I remember one time uh, Matt Camp and Justin Fensterman, who used to produce uh, our game day show at, at Sirius X and Fantasy. We were in a hotel room. As a matter of fact, it was in Canton. Now, this was before – this was for the Kings Classic, but before the Expo. And they went on like a 20-minute just improv Mike and the Mad Dog. It was really fantastic. <laughs> I, they should probably just do that as a podcast. Um, but I love Francesa, and he would love Aaron Rodgers with the, with the New York Jets. And it makes sense. Look, you got Garrett Wilson. You have Elijah Moore. You have a lot of talent on that team. Brees Hall coming back from injury. Um, seems like it was a pretty clean ACL tear. Somebody that our Dr. Edwin Porras at Fantasy Points is relatively optimistic about at some point this season. Aaron Rodgers, dynamic weapons in the Big Apple. Now hopefully that offensive line is a little bit better. I don't know if Aaron Rodgers is MVP level player anymore. I don't think he played to that level this year behind a better offensive line. But the Jets do have better weapons. This move makes a ton of sense. I think it's exactly what the NFL wants to happen, by the way. The NFL wants Aaron Rodgers in New York. It seems like the discussions are centering around that Green Bay is ready to move on, and I don't blame them. You drafted Jordan Love in the first round a couple of years ago. You got to see what he's got. Yep. I'm ready for this move. I'm excited to see Jordan Love. I know Jets fans would be over the moon with Aaron Rodgers in New York. I think it's good for fantasy. I think it's good for reality. I think this move just is a no-brainer. That's why everybody's talking about it. We don't have to get into Aaron Rodgers and his and his LSD trips or whatever the hell it is he does. <laughs> but this, from a football standpoint, this move makes a ton of sense. 
And the dead money the Packers would incur here uh, goes like this. If the trade culminates before June 1st, which, folks, it won't. It'll be announced, but it won't. It's $40.3 million. They're going to make this trade a post-June 1 trade. $15.8 million would go against the Packers this year. $24.5 next year makes it much more palatable for the Packers to take on. That said, Joe, where do you rank Aaron Rodgers in this quarterback tiering if now he is a New York Jet? Um, Let me bring up my best ball rankings right now because I've kind of built that into the fact with Aaron Rodgers. I've kind of built into – I have him currently at 102 overall. I have him right behind Daniel Jones, and I have him about two rounds ahead of Kirk Cousins. So that's where that's where I have him right now, Aaron Rodgers. 102 overall, I draft him in the ninth round. All right. Now, now well, once this move is made official, I reserve the right to go back into my best ball rankings and, and really because I think when you're speculating vis-a-vis making something official, I think it clears your head a little bit. Well, if you want to read Joe's best ball rankings, just go over to fantasypoints.com. We did a show with Graham Barfield. It's available on iTunes, available on YouTube, where we talk about the Fantasy Points best ball uh, tiers. And also, folks, you want to play the best best ball out there? Go to underdogfantasy.com. Use our code FANTASYPTS. If you deposit up to $100, we're going to match your deposit up to $100. You don't get a better deal than that. Wait. Joe, maybe you do, because when you deposit it, underdog, we're going to give you a fantasypoints.com standard subscription for $5. Insanity. The best in the business in fantasy football. John Hanson, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, Tom Brawley, Grant Barfield. The list goes on and on and on. Everybody over there. By the way, if you haven't seen the work that Brett Whitefield's doing for his daily draft uh, podcast over there, you're missing out, folks. Fantasypoints.com. Get a $5 subscription with your deposit at Underdog using code FANTASYPTS. Brett's a rising star in the industry, by the way, and he's also doing our prospect guide this year. Um, So, And the work is incredible. Um, I've been editing it every day. Drake, I got one more thing to you because, again, I always say I don't want to Ron Popeil this. This is not an infomercial. Um, (laughs) If you are a current Fantasy Points subscriber and you're like, wait a minute, why didn't I get this deal? We'll give you credit for next year. Oh, there you go. I'm going to write that down. I got to send that into customer support (laughs) myself. Uh, We're talking quarterbacks. You're telling me that you want to see Aaron Rodgers go to the New York Jets. Well, I was talking Tampa Bay Bucks. I want to see Jimmy Garoppolo go down to Tampa Bay. He's already probably got a real nice tan. I could see him going around the clubs, hanging out, that great hair. Jimmy Garoppolo to Tampa Bay makes a ton of sense if they're trying to keep this thing together. Now, Tampa owns the 19th pick, which is pretty much no man's land for a quarterback this year. And Jimmy G's coming off another injury plague season. You can get him at a discount because it's not like he's the youngest guy out there. I like this. And Tampa's going to have to restructure. They're going to have to get rid of a ton of guys like they just did with Leonard Fournette. They're still, at the time of this show, $57 over the cap for 2023. But someone's got to play quarterback here, Joe. And you're you're telling me Kyle Trask is going to be throwing the ball to, to, you know, Evans and Godwin out there, you're fooling yourself. I love Jimmy G here. So wait a minute. Does, is this move contingent on Evans being moved to Buffalo or is this, nah, or, just, or are you kind of doing these separately? Anyways. All yeah. right. So obviously I'd like Jimmy G. And now I have Jimmy G as my third quarterback on a 
two on a super flex dynasty team at, at the FFPC. So I want Jimmy G to go somewhere to start this year. So this move makes sense to me. I think, by the way, if they don't move Mike Evans and they bring in Jimmy G, that team's a contender in that division. Absolutely. Look at the division. Now, I think um, we also have uh, – I have a move uh, for this division as well uh, because – I think it's a perfect division for teams to kind of go be competitive. That's why the Saints brought in Derek Carr. Uh, but, yeah, this makes sense to me. I don't think it would be all that exciting for fantasy, but I think he'd be able to get the ball, especially to Chris Godwin, uh, but also to Mike Evans. Well, you're talking about the NFC South, and this week every team in the NFC South for some reason came out and said, we don't want anything to do with Lamar Jackson. But you say, not so fast, my friend. Lamar Jackson to the Carolina Panthers. And I think Atlanta is one of the teams that everybody kind of has him going to. Now, I'm not really sure what to make of this, like, pseudo-collusion. Maybe maybe just flat out. <laughs> There's no pseudo about overt it. Overt collusion <laughs> by the NFL owners who are pissed off at Jimmy Haslam for giving Deshaun yep. Watson a completely guaranteed contract when Deshaun Watson is, was facing down a lengthy suspension for uh, – being a sexual deviant. Um, and I understand why the owners are mad about that contract, but I also understand why Lamar Jackson sitting here like, what did I do wrong? I'm an MVP. Like, so you, you mean to tell me I should get paid less than this guy or get less guaranteed money than this guy? And the reason I have the Carolina Panthers here, just because to mix it up from the Atlanta Falcons a little bit, is Carolina, I think, David Tepper's gone in there. He fired Matt Rule with a massive, massive um, amount of money that he still owes him. I think we saw this team under Steve Wilkes last year, who you argued should have gotten the full-time job. I don't necessarily disagree with that. Mm -hmm. We saw this team compete down the stretch. There's talent on this team. They've got DJ Moore on offense. You know, they have a ton of draft capital, which will which they picked up in the Christian McCaffrey trade that they can use to acquire Lamar Jackson and then also build around Lamar Jackson. Frank Reich has got to be sick and tired of going to the fast food drive through window for his quarterbacks. This is somebody who they can bring in who has a track record, so not somebody like a Will Levis or an Anthony Richardson, who Frank Reich know he can build his offense around for a number of years. David Tepper, Frank Reich, that kind of – I think the impatience that those guys probably have with the quarterback position – makes Lamar Jackson an, an excellent fit in Carolina. And quite frankly, you know, they had Icky Iquanu last year. I think that offensive line can improve. But with DJ Moore, DJ Moore would be the best wide receiver Lamar Jackson's ever played with by leaps and bounds. I think it's probably be a good fit for both for both parties. Yeah, I dig it. Carolina has the ninth overall pick. And as you guys know, with this non-exclusive uh, transition tag, it would be two first-round picks going to the Baltimore Ravens. I'm sure Baltimore wouldn't scoff at getting a top-10 pick, uh, you know, as they would look to start rebuilding their franchise. All right, let's actually talk about someone who is a free agent. We're talking about some a lot of trades we'd like to see and whatnot. How about Jacoby Myers, the bell of the ball, B-E-L-L-E, -L -L -E, correct, Joe, as you and I talked about earlier this week, uh, which I still haven't fixed, by the way, in the article. A, Jacoby Myers to the Kansas City Chiefs. So Jacoby Myers is coming off back-to-back 800-yard -back seasons. The draft class for wide receivers, not great. The free agent class, sure as hell, is not good. So Jacoby Myers right now is kind of the, you know, the uh, the prettiest girl at, at the bar at, at 2 in the morning. So here's why I like him to Kansas City, though. 
you look at everybody they got on the team. You got MVS, you got Juju. These guys are back to uh, free agency, right? You put Juju in there. He can play inside. He can play outside. It would be a nice accompaniment to Travis Kelsey. Uh, you're not going to break the bank on him. And he just fits in. He seems like that kind, kind of guy that'll do the dirty work job. He'll block. Uh, he's not a diva. And he's just going to be one of those guys out there that, you know, I don't know for fantasy if he's going to go over the moon, but I just like it in more of a real world fit for Kansas City. So um, I think it's really interesting the way you brought up Jacoby Myers' entrance into this free agency. Uh, my favorite band is a band called The Hold Steady. Um, you might see that I have a couple of posters back there. Uh, to to as a matter of fact, I also have one of their vinyl records back there. Um, they have they have a song, Drake called "Sequestered in Memphis," and uh, in 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 the song, not quite lot, walking in Memphis, we're sequestered, no, sequestered in, in Memphis for, for the twenty twenties. It's that's a better uh, better term, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> but there's a line in, in that line: "In barlight, she looked all right. In daylight, she looked desperate. That's all right. I was desperate too." And I think that's going to be the Jacoby Myers free agent free agency saga yes. um he looks good within the context a desperate team is going to pay him and he's a good football player i think that makes a lot of sense my question here and i'm going to skip ahead on you a little bit drake because I, I we can counter we can counteract this my my question here is does kansas city rest on its laurels and say well you know we made a super bowl run with a crappy wide receiver group let's just do it again or does kansas city say let's go try to get some more firepower because my move is DeAndre Hopkins to the Kansas City Chiefs. Ooh, look at you. DeAndre Hopkins, 30 years old. He'll be 31 uh, this coming season. Still has two years left on his contract. Uh, right now, DeAndre Hopkins, folks, believe it or not, his 2023 cap hit is number two among all wide receivers. His base is 19.4 next year. The following year, 14.9. So, I mean, it's that's top of the market money, but... You're just trying to win Super Bowls right now if you're the Kansas City yeah. Chiefs, and you're not really thinking long-term with a guy like DeAndre Hopkins. If DeAndre Hopkins goes there, I mean, can he stay healthy, first of all, at that age? How high do you think people go crazy drafting him? Too high. Do you think I people think, I think he him? might end up as like a second, third-round pick. Um, I'd be more excited about Mike Evans in Buffalo, by the way, um, because we are coming off a year where, we, where Patrick Mahomes has proven – that he can mix the ball around without really favoring one wide receiver. Um, if DeAndre Hopkins gets traded to Kansas City, I just become more excited to draft Kadarius Tony. That's yeah, that's my take. So I want this to happen to push that Tony down the board. You know, I, that's why I want this to happen. And our, our guy John Hanson, his Sky Moore love is never ending. So you could get Sky Moore for nothing Pennies. in drafts yep. if they add a guy like DeAndre Hopkins. And that's a great call because in your home leagues, and I, uh, you know, have pinned myself the hero of the home league. I know people love names and they love old names because they might not be paying attention. Like the people who are listening to the two point stance, right? They see DeAndre Hopkins. Like you said, they're like, damn, we've Patrick Mahomes second, third round. And could that be a massive overpay for a guy that let's face it, could have trouble staying on the field. I think it is. But by the way, I, I mean, I'm not trying to say this is going to be a Julio Jones to the Titans kind of situation. I think it'll be better than that. And I think it's possible that in the range of outcomes is DeAndre Hopkins just blowing up and being a league winner because of the quarterback situation. But I would be more excited to go down the board and have a guy like Kadarius Tony, who's younger, not necessarily healthier, of course, but a guy who's younger and potentially more explosive at this point 
and and it creates a buying opportunity for me. But no, I, I think Hopkins to the Chiefs makes a lot of sense. It's, it, I mean, I think it's a move along the same lines as your Evans to Buffalo move. I just think mm-hmm. Buffalo is probably more desperate. Like, I think B- Buffalo has more incentive to go make a move that, like that than Kansas City does. But I think Kansas City going out and getting a big-time wide receiver is in the cards this offseason. Yeah, and, uh, hey, they got to get somebody you'd think to fill in for the MVSs and the Hardmans and those guys. Not that they were exactly setting the world on fire. Another name that's out there who I could easily see fit into Kansas City, but I'm going to pen him to the Philadelphia Eagles is DJ Chark, who spent his uh, time with the Jacksonville Jaguars and most recently the Detroit Lions. Uh, DJ Chark would come in for to Philadelphia and, in my mind, take over that Quez Watkins role, who basically did nothing. And they were at, at points running out uh, Zach Pascal to be a de facto, you know, third tackle on running plays. But DJ Chark is a big guy. You could put him as a big slot out there, 6'4", 198. He can really run and stretch the field. You get him running deep, opening things up underneath for A.J. Brown on those slots. You know, Devontae Smith doing all the great work that he does. Now you can get Smith more into the slot, maybe play Chark some on the outside. DJ Chark is a guy who, you know, another guy has trouble staying healthy, but can find the end zone and can stretch the field. And that's what Philadelphia could use. I think it it's really trending to the Eagles really retooling on defense this offseason, right? Like it doesn't mm-hmm. seem like there's a whole lot of optimism that they're gonna resign any of these big free agents. And I think Howie Roseman is probably sitting here like, I'm not gonna make the same mistake I made the last time. Now, of course, the Carson Wentz situation had a lot to do with with the Eagles kind of quick downfall after the last time they made the Super Bowl. But I think Howie Roseman's gonna be like, I'm gonna do something different. I am gonna get a lot of comp picks. And we're going to rebuild this defense the right way. And we're going to count on getting to the playoffs because our offense is going to outscore teams. Now, DJ Chark is a luxury signing for the Eagles because of A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith. But you saw Quez Watkins drop a big ball in the Super Bowl. You know, he can run and... There is utility in that. There's utility in Quez Watkins being able to run, but they needed somebody a little bit more reliable as that third receiver. I think this move makes sense. This is somebody I would be drafting in the 15th round of my best ball drafts, knowing, hey, Jalen Hurts is there. You know, uh, all I am all I need him to do is have three solid games, and it's going to pay off my ADP. I think DJ Chark makes sense in that regard. But I, w- the one thing I will say is, like, it, it all depends on the cost here for DJ Chark because – I don't think Howie Roseman is going to let like a Javon Hargrave or a a James Bradbury walk in free agency and then just go pay somebody a similar contract because I think that's going to go against what his plan is of getting compensational picks for these free agents leaving and having all kinds of draft capital next year. So I think this makes sense as a budget kind of oriented move as Philadelphia is probably going to have to go out and look to outscore teams next year. DJ Chark's going to have a market, folks. In 2019, you remember, he was over 1,000 yards as a receiver, had eight touchdowns. DJ Chark makes a lot of sense for the Bears, makes a ton of sense for the Giants. We just mentioned Kansas City. Uh, So there's going to be a market for guys like DJ Chark. Let's talk about another wide receiver here, and we talk about dream scenarios. That's the, the theme of this podcast here. And you're swinging for the fences with the Chicago Bears. And who do you want them to go and trade for, Joe? This would be yeah. incredible. 
Now, don't skip over my my boringest move. That I, I, I we're holding that to okay. the end. We'll, 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 we'll put it to the end. Um, I have the Bears going after T. Higgins, and do I expect this move to happen? I do not. I don't. I I kind of believe the Bengals when they say no way. We're we want to go to the Super Bowl. Um, we want T. Higgins and Jamar Chase in Cincinnati, but. I'm just thinking of Chicago, which which seems with the most likely scenario right now, trading back from number one. Maybe they trade to number two with the Texans, the number four with the Colts, uh, whatever. I think Chicago's in a position where not only can they trade back from like one to four, yep. but they can trade back from like I, I don't. I'm not picking out any team. Don't say, oh, you know, my team would never trade up to number four. But let's just say number four to number ten. All right, which is the Eagles pick. The Eagles aren't going to do that, but just let's just say that with each incremental move down the chicago bears are going to recoup additional draft capital and get a ton of draft capital they can then parlay that draft capital into doing something they didn't do last offseason in in helping justin fields and helping him in a big way i think because of their status as having the number one pick and it seems like they're going to trade that pick i think they can move back get a ton of draft capital still trade for t higgins and it doesn't look like they blew up the war chest at all to do so and this is the kind of guy Chicago should be going after. Chicago should not be going after DeAndre Hopkins. Chicago should not be going after Mike Evans. Chicago should not be going after Brandon Cooks. Guys who are on the back nine who are approaching the 18th fairway. These guys, the, the Chicago Bears should go for a young player, much in the same way Philadelphia went after A.J. Brown last year. That is what Chicago should be in the business of doing. And this is the move that makes sense. I don't know if Cincinnati's going to trade him. I don't think Cincinnati's going to trade him. But if they are open to listening Chicago should be the first team in the ears of the Cincinnati Bengals this is the final year of T Higgins contract because you remember there's no fifth year option here he was a second round pick in 2020 so he's going to make just shy of three million dollars this year so coming down the pike for the you know let's be honest cheap Bengals they're gonna have to pay Joe Burrow you're gonna have to pay Jamar Chase and now you got to pay T Higgins you know, that's, that's a lot of dough, uh, along with some of the offensive line signings and defenders. You want to talk about the blueprint here for your Bears quickly while I have Tankathon up. The Bears, this is how it's going to go, folks. Mark it down, put it in stone. Bears trade with the Colts one to four, right? Colts go up to the first pick. Now the Bears are sitting at four. Well, who needs to come back up into that spot and get a quarterback? The Carolina Panthers from number nine. So the Bears then drop down from one to four to nine, picking up a boatload of picks. Those two teams get their quarterback. All is right with the world, and we have content to talk about on the podcast. <laughs> Chicago has a lot of maneuverability here, a ton of maneuverability. And and by the way, I'm someone who's argued if they're not sold on Justin Fields and they are sold on Bryce Young, they should just take Bryce Young. But either way, Chicago's coming away from this offseason with a boatload of draft picks because Justin Fields would cost a boatload of draft picks. So it's a really, really good scenario for Chicago. The question is, is any team out there like the Bengals willing to trade a big-time young wide receiver? Yeah, I heard their uh, I don't know if their owner or their GM at the combine was talking about it, and he's like, you know, teams can go draft their own superstars. We're not in the business of giving them away. But, you know, money talks, so we'll see. Uh, money's going to talk with this last pick in it's Miles Sanders and Miles Sanders been a solid football player for the Philadelphia Eagles had a great year this season coming off a thousand yard campaign. Here's the problem. He wants to make some money. Philadelphia is not in the business of paying running backs, especially with this class coming in, in the draft and the amount of running backs that are going to be available in free agency. Well, 
There's a team in the NFL, folks, I don't know if you know this, who doesn't have a single running back under contract for 2023, and that's the Miami Dolphins, right? So the Miami Dolphins were 31st in rushing attempts in 2022, and that's not how Mike McDaniel wants to run this offense because, you know, this this that 49er scheme, little power run. They need a running game. We got to take the load off of Tua. Let's get Miles Sanders down there. He can run the rock. He can catch a little bit. They can draft somebody to become the heir apparent after Sanders dies in two years. I love Miles Sanders to the Miami Dolphins. And for fantasy, I still think he holds his value uh, next year with that move. Yeah, he's currently like in, going in the same exact range he went last year, like that seventh, eighth round range in, in pre-free agency best ball drives because people don't really know what's going to happen. I've argued that maybe the Eagles decide, hey, look, the market's not there for you. Just come back and we'll try to make another run at it. Um, but I think this move makes a ton of sense. Um, I don't see, I don't know if Miami's going to be the type of team to to break the bank. Now, Saquon Barkley and Josh Jacobs were both franchised. So was Tony Pollard. I don't think those guys are going anywhere at this point. Um, I don't think they're going to be the type of team to break the bank for like Derrick Henry in a trade. I know we've heard his name out there a little bit. Um, I think this is the kind of move that really fits the Miami Dolphins. The question now becomes, did Miles Sanders price go up because all those big time running backs, the Barkleys, um, the Pollards, the Jacobs all got franchised. And Miami does not have a first-round pick. I know we hear all these people talking Bijan Robinson and and all that. Uh, by the way, folks, Bijan Robinson will never go tenth overall to the Philadelphia Eagles. And if he does, Joe, what will you do? I will get drunk and jump off my roof if if Bijan Robinson goes to the Eagles with a top ten draft pick. Now, again, I don't. Now, I'm holding myself to top ten. I'm not getting drunk and jumping off the roof if they draft him at thirty-one. Okay, right. That's um, fine. But. I would still be surprised if they draft him in the first round at all because, like I said, I think the Eagles are going to be retooling their defense this offseason. No question about it. We're down to our final dream move for fantasy in this 2023 offseason. You and I both agree on this move, Joe, and it's one that might fly under the radar to a lot of you know, fantasy and NFL fans out there, but if it goes down, whew, I think fantasy folks are going to be all over this move as their new favorite sleeper tight end. Dalton Schultz to the Chargers. Kellen Moore went there. Um, it looks like Dallas is going to move on. They franchise Tony Pollard. They're paying like $30 million to the running back position. Um, Kellen Moore's there with the Chargers, which obviously makes a ton of sense. Now, the Chargers restructured Keenan Allen's contract, so they're going to keep him in L.A. Um, this move, when I came up with this, and I think when you came up with this, you were acknowledging that maybe Keenan Allen wasn't going to be a charger. So Justin yeah. Herbert needs a new like kind of chain mover. Um, but I think this this gives them a nice move at that position. They've been kind of going through the tight end du jour. They've been going through that uh, the drive-through window that Frank Reich's going through for quarterbacks ever since Antonio Gates retired and, um, and Hunter Henry moved on. So I think this move makes sense for the Chargers. Get them another weapon for Justin Herbert. And then once again, he'll be going as like the 6th, 7th, 8th tight end off the board for fantasy. And I think it makes sense. He's a boring player. Um, I think he's like, I mean, quite frankly, he's the new Jason Witten. Uh, if you need five yards, he'll get you six. If you need eight yards, he'll get you six. Um, kind of player. That's what I think Dalton Schultz is. But I think there, there's utility to that with Justin Herbert and the Chargers. No question. We're only a year removed from a top five fantasy finish for Dalton Schultz, where he caught 78 balls and eight touchdowns. And a little thing I dug up on Gerald Everett, the Chargers tight end. He's still on the roster, folks. He actually has one more year. They could get rid of him, I guess, if they signed Dalton Schultz. But he finished inside the top 12 at the position six occasions. Great. 
you know, that's good for your best ball team. What wasn't was another six weeks when he finished outside the top 20. So we need to get a little more consistency at the tight end position. Hopefully right now, Dalton Schultz could do that. If he goes there, he's going off the board an underdog as tight end 10. And again, if you want to play an underdog, go over to underdog fantasy, use our code fantasy PTS. We're going to match your first time deposit up to a hundred dollars. And we're going to throw you a fantasypoints.com standard subscription for $5. There's no better deal in the industry, folks. It's amazing. Trust us. Because, you know, we we came up with it. So just go over there and, and figure it out and enjoy yourself, Joe. So this was fun. I like doing these kind of uh, speculative shows. And I can't wait to see what our fans uh, comment on, on YouTube and, and in our iTunes uh, notes. Uh, this is going to be interesting to see what moves that they're throwing around. Because people get drunk and they come up with crazy scenarios. Oh, they do. Um, I, I think it's it's going to be a blast uh, to see. Um, I think the Aaron Rodgers thing could happen back by the time this show is published, Drake. Um, I saw Diana Rossini of ESPN this morning was like, the Jets are optimistic it's going to happen. You know, maybe Aaron Rodgers just goes off into another hole and decides he's going to retire. So uh, <laughs> anything can happen at this point. But we should get this out there as soon as possible just so we can uh, – so we can um, – uh, so we could uh, make sure we were not behind the eight ball with that, Drake. How about that? Uh, with that said, we're going to go edit the podcast, get it up uh, uh, to the feed. Make sure you're subscribed to the YouTube channel and resubscribe if you haven't to our iTunes feed. We had a little glitch with that. Uh, you know, there was disturbance in the force, but just make sure you're following Fantasy Points on your favorite podcast platform. For Joe Dolan, I am Brian Drake. This is the two Thanks for tuning in to this edition of the Fantasy Points Podcast. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite platform. And come join the roster at FantasyPoints.com. Fantasy Points.